You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. At first glance, when we hear this gospel, it can seem like uh, Jesus is the one who's really under attack, and he's on the defensive here, uh, just trying to survive these temptations, just trying to sort of get through the desert. Uh, But we have to remember, though, that he's the one who actually comes out on top. He's the one who comes out victorious. So in some sense, I think you could view this gospel as uh, Jesus actually going on the offensive into the desert to expose the weakness of Satan and to come back and to tell St. Matthew who wrote this down and now we have this victory uh, for all of us to pray with and to enter into. In the desert, we see uh, Satan try these three different ways, these three different methods of, of kind of getting to Jesus. And that's what evil does. Evil is uh, chaotic. Evil tries multiple ways to sort of get us to break, to kind of get us down on ourselves. Um, as opposed to goodness. Goodness is solid. Goodness is unified. Goodness is rooted in God alone. And that's what we see from Jesus. It's just when you think that he's furthest from God, it's when you think he's furthest from his father, that Jesus is actually closest to his father, right? So every single attack from Satan, every single temptation from Satan, it stirs in Jesus a desire to call upon God. And he actually ends up being closer with his father because of what happened to him. It led him in that way to um, be content with who, he, with who he is and with who God is. He knows what he's about and because of that, doesn't need anything else. These temptations, who cares? He's content with who he is and what he has. What we see here too is Jesus also uh, reversing what happened with Adam and Eve. So in the first reading we hear Adam and Eve are tempted by the serpent with this fruit to to sin on the tree. And we hear in in Genesis 3, 6 that they're tempted by three different things. We hear it say, uh, Eve saw that the tree was good for food it was pleasing to the eyes, and it was desirable for gaining wisdom. So Jesus here is taking on three different things to make up, to reverse the three different things that Adam and Eve were drawn to by that same fruit. The final reversal of this whole story with Adam and Eve, we're going to see it's going to happen on Good Friday when Jesus ultimately uh, dies on a tree when he ultimately says yes to God on a tree opposite of Adam and Eve who first sinned using a tree. And on that tree on the cross, uh, Jesus is gonna face kind of that same sort of mocking temptation that we hear today when the crowd says to him, if you are truly the son of God, come down from the cross. He's always being put to the test. If you're really the son of God, do this. Uh, but time and time again, we see that the, the struggle that Jesus enters into is to help us gain faith and confidence in that eventual victory. 
It's to help us grow in that understanding. That's why we hear this story. That's why we have um, stories of Jesus' own struggle, is to show us that eventual victory and we can really live and be rooted in that for our own life. The author, uh, G.K. Chesterton, makes this awesome point. He says, you know, um, when, whenever we tell stories to kids, whenever we tell fairy tales and stories of knights and, and dragons and, and evil out there, um, he says, you know, we, we don't teach these to kids in order to tell them or, or introduce them to this concept or this idea of evil and difficulties and problems. It's not a light way of letting them kind of figure this out. He says, kids already know about evil and problems and difficulties in their life. He said, the reason we, we tell stories to kids is to show them that evil can be defeated, that problems can be overcome, that in your life you can actually defeat what is, what is facing you. That's why this, this gospel, in some sense, it's not merely just to sympathize with Jesus who undergoes these same temptations and problems that we have, but it's to believe that Christ can win that same victory in me and that Christ can win that same victory in each of us. So that's what Lent is about. It's imitating Jesus for that same 40 days in the desert and hoping and praying that that victory that he won in the gospel is carried out in the same way in my life. I know Lent can, um, Lent can sometimes turn into or, or devolve into kind of a trite or maybe a superficial kind of thing. Um, I know it has been for me sometimes, I'll, I'll just give up something kind of easy like chocolate or candy and it turns into more of a joke to see if I can actually do it, you know. Um, but I really think that, that God is calling us every Lent to, to take it much deeper than that. So often, you know, we want to be led by the Spirit but not necessarily into the depths of the desert. But that's what we're called to. We're called to um, allow God to take us in a special way on a deeper level and really face some of those obstacles in our life, those sins in our life, those fears in our life, habits, things we want to put to rest for good, things we want to really defeat. And again, God is not calling us to the desert to take anything away from us. It's full of lessons he wants to teach. It's full of spiritual goods that he wants us to have. The desert is, is where we grow. The desert is where we learn to trust. The desert is that place of poverty where we can depend and rely totally on God as Jesus did. So let's allow him this Lent to, to take us deeper and further into this Lenten journey um, and to win that same victory that he won. Let's allow him to win that same victory in each of us.